are back. It's been a long time. Man, and I want to welcome someone who's joining me. It's someone that you have not actually heard before on this show. You already know who I am. This is Stephanie Postles. But I have a new co-host that's going to be joining me. Albert, introduce yourself. Tell people why you're here. Well, I'm going to find out, hopefully, why I'm here. But uh, my name's Albert. Last name is pronounced Chow, like Puppy Chow. Actually, it's pronounced many different ways. If you ask any Chinese person with this last name, they'll just say it a different way. But uh, I've been I've known Stephanie for quite a while. I've been behind the scenes at Mission since 2019. I'm currently the host of IT Visionaries. I took over for Ian back in, like, uh, I don't even know. I think it was 2020. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, we've we've been long running the the ops and the company mission studios and uh i definitely prefer a behind the scenes seat but uh i keep getting pulled to the front of the seat <laughs> front of camera as you should i want you in the spotlight baby so okay i was looking today at when we last published mission daily and it was like august 2020 so i'm sure anyone who even saw this episode pop up on their feed they're like what the hell like where have these people cow. been it's been cow. like two years like New are they activity. alive yeah, and the, that's a good question. Like, are we alive? Am I alive? Like, what has been happening these past couple of years? And that's what I want this first episode back to kind of cover of like, where have we been? What the hell have we been doing? Why have we not been publishing? Um, so that's what we're going to start with, just to kind of go through where we've been. So take it back to 2020. Let me think time and place of where we were. I had the twins. They came in 2020. Things were going great for a month or two <laughs> and then mission was on the path to destruction soon after the twins came if i'm getting the timeline right it was like a couple months after they were born yeah this yeah. crack started crack started forming probably in you know in mid 2019 so i didn't get started at mission until june june 2019 i had uh, mm-hmm. helped another software company scale and then i had joined another software startup company i was at a company called pureport we got acquired well well before it ever got big but pureport was a uh, data and infrastructure and i remember i called stephanie and chad mm-hmm. and i said hey you know and i was already slotting guests on mission daily anyway and i was like man you know i'm not really that happy where i'm at it's pretty boring what i do for a living and uh, i want to do something more interesting and you guys seem to know and understand podcasts. I understood and recognized that podcasts were becoming more popular, even though I didn't really have a preferred podcast, but I just wanted to learn more about it. And so I, I reached out to Stephanie and Chad and I said, Hey, I've scaled services companies before I've primarily been in software, but I feel like it could be similar. Uh, could you, do you need help? And that's how I, I joined the company. Yep. Yeah. And for additional background too, Albert is like, family like he's connected (laughs) to me through family relationships and i had met him i think like 10 years before you joined mission so it's like you were already in a circle of ours but i did not even know how you would end up landing into my life in a completely different way than how i met you snowboarding that's right that's right in pennsylvania (laughs) so my wife has a second cousin and that second cousin's name is seth and seth is married to stephanie's sister twin sister that is and Mm -hmm. That's how we actually, that's the, yeah, the first time we met was at their joint bachelor bachelorette party, which I've never heard of mm-hmm. one happening. It was in yeah, the Poconos. I remember so. that part. <laughs> we went yeah. snowboarding. I had never snowboarded before. So I showed up like a couple days early, be like, I need to take some lessons. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing up here. Fell down a mountain a couple times, 
But uh, that's how I met Chad and Stephanie. They were very into an education app at the time, uh, so technology. Yeah. I was working at a software company. We were on our way to uh, being acquired, and uh, we got kind of hit it off there. And, you know, regardless of being <laughs> secondary family members or whatever, hit it off there because we did seem to have some common interests. So then, a long time later, pulling you into this company that I mean, at the time in 2019, I was a minority owner. In mission right. i think it was like 30 percent. i was still when we started mission i was still working at google um and we didn't want myself to have too much equity in case google tried to come after it it was a whole reason of why i was not a 50 50 owner totally fine um but yeah when we pulled you in in 2019 i feel like there was only a couple months of things going okay until i had to come to you and be like shit's not going good like this company's on the way <laughs> down and I was just scrambling to try and save it the best way I could. So, yeah, the uh, so for anyone, most com- most startups, <clears throat> especially service based startups, and I think a lot of our listeners probably are used to this. It's like, you know, they talk about it enough, but they talk about it a little, but no one talks about it enough. Like the biggest problem a business is going to have is actually, ca- you know, they call it capitalization, but it's really cash flow. It's going to become a cash flow problem. So. Uh, if you're listening, you guys hopefully fully are in control of your cash flow. But if you're not, cash flow, of course, is how many dollars come in through the door and your expenses that go out. And you need, in any given month, more dollars coming in the door to cover everything than you have dollars going out. So and simple. if you deal with customers that pay on long windows, you got to be good with your money. And uh, it became pretty clear that com- not that it's not anyone's you know specific fault, but the company wasn't good with its money. Like that's when I started, and I, we started, mm-hmm. you started tapping me and I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there was definitely some decisions that were made from leadership at the time that were, maybe were not very uh, long-term thinking and they were not supported financially from like what we actually had coming in. Um, so yeah, at that point we're like end of 2020, I'm pretty sure yeah. the company is almost bankrupt. Um, yeah. And I remember I had to put in a personal loan to get our team past payroll. Everyone's probably That's like, right. well, what, where's Chad? What happened to Chad? We were at that point getting divorced as well um, in that time frame. Were we? Yeah. No, we were already divorced, weren't we? No, I don't think you had started that process yet. You weren't. Well, you we were divorced st- before the twins came. And the twins came in February 2020. We got divorced Yeah, while I was pregnant. I, I, well, I don't know what, so. the, what the timeline on that exactly was, mm-hmm. but I do know that it was a pretty, it was a pretty treacherous thing because I remember, you know, working with you, advising you. I was like, "Listen, you don't have to put money in. You're not really on the like this company's on the hook for mm-hmm. a lot of obligation. And um, even if you put money in, that's what I told you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you still and my owe best more. friend put money in, which I'm like yeah. so surprised. Shout out Jenny A. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you Jesus. want to reveal who Jenny A is, but uh, I mean, I'll just say her name is that. But like the fact that this. Girl, put in like my bestie put in money to float my team's payroll because I didn't want to lay people off at Christmas time. Like, and I remember telling her, I will not yeah. pay you back, Jenny. There's no way. I do not see how I can pay you back from this company. There's like, it's just not going to work. I'm in, I think we we're in like $500,000 of like bills or more. We had spent like, quite a bit of money. So, and all my friends remember this because I was at one of the, um, I was at a, you know, we have a boys gathering every year. We call it the Pro Beanies, named after one John Prober, uh, one of my friends. He's actually good friends with Raul Gandhi, who I put on from Makespace, who I put on the show. Um, oh. 
But uh, the Probinis, when we were at the Probinis, I was like, they were like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm trying to get financing for this um, n- currently a convenience store, but it's supposed to become a, mm-hmm. a studio. And they're like, so you, you're buying a building? I'm like, not buying a building. I'm still going <laughs> to. Trying to. Oh, I'm literally store. buying equipment and I'm willing to take over the lease so I can take over the space. And like, they were like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, it's not a good thing, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not the boss either. So, <laughs> but yeah. we had acquired financing. We had acquired the studio. What, what, what was to be a studio? This is all too late 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just racking up a lot of debt. I mean, that wasn't cheap. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I feel fine saying it. The rent on that place was over $13,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. So I was like, when are we going to monetize this space? Because that's just mm-hmm. sucking money out of our coffers. Um, yeah. It was just a, it was a really trying time. You were going through a divorce. The bills were stacking up. It wasn't clear who was going to pull us out. We needed mm-hmm. a lifeline. Um, so then that's that's also when I was told to go go get outside, like get an SBO and get outside financing. Let's see if we can restructure mm-hmm. our debt so that we could, we could make it. Yep. Yeah. You were getting us alone while I was going and begging to get out of debt. I was, I definitely pulled the pregnancy card. I just had twins. Like, I don't know. This debt was not ours. This was racked up by an like old leadership that was not even like, we should not even have, but it was the debt. business's I, debt. It was the business's debt, but I did beg us out of some of it. Like yeah, the Warriors box tickets. I begged. Well, I, that. that's I what I told you. Me. I was like, "You're <laughs> almost better off saying no. I don't want any part of this company and spinning up a, a new one." Yeah, and yeah. I oh, remember because yeah. it actually happened. Sagan FM. If anyone wants to get their public, you know, plug Sagan <laughs> FM. If you want to get your podcast done and worked on in a white label way, you could have the team yeah. from Mission go to Sagan.fm. A little plug for us. But that was the plan. I it did. was like, okay, yeah. let's spin something you told else me, up. Kill this company. Scrap it. Do not be liable for it. Let it go bankrupt. Start your own company. And that's yeah, what we did in 2020, right? That's what we Yeah, yeah. And, the, and then you were saying the biggest challenge I see, though. And I was like, yeah, what's the challenge? And you said, I'm already approved supplier to these customers. Mm-hmm. How do we move all of them to the new company? I'm like, that's not yeah. going to be easy. Because as soon as you ask for that, so anyone, well, our bet was like their red flags would go up very quick. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then it wasn't I mean, clear the, who owned the IP of the shows. It was the mission shows. Yeah. Like you'd be making, so we were like, okay. Then the next thing is, you would also have to take over. So it was a big, like, big. Twenty twenty was like a big, like, what are we gonna do here? Because mm-hmm. the company one is saddled with debt, just unbelievable yeah. crushing debt. <laughs> like can't yeah. can't survive. Um, and I didn't own it full. Like I didn't, you own didn't enough actually to stop own it. things. I only own 30%. So no bank would listen to me when I was calling and saying, Hey, this isn't like no, things that we should all be getting into. Parties. Yep. No one would listen to me. And so that's why I was just like, I think I did for a little while. I was like, I will take your advice and I will back away from mission. Cause I don't have enough control over it anyways to make sound financial decisions. And so I was like, went and started Sagan. And I think Sagan even though I got a client really quick with Sagan, Amdocs, first client, That's shout great. out. But I got it really quick from a Facebook message, which is wild to me thinking about where that like deal came from. But it was only like a few weeks after Sagan was launched and I was just like getting into this full mindset of like, all right, I'm going to start a new company. We'll see what I can do. I'm just gonna like let Chad deal with mission that he came and said, 
if you can pull a mission out of this, you can have majority equity of this company. And let's like, if you can save it, you can have it. And so yeah. then we quickly kind of, I remember coming back and being like, Albert, I think I want to try and save mission. We yeah. can keep Sagan open, but like, I want to save it. And I remember you being like, what? No, like there's nothing here to save. We're in lots of debt. And well, I was I just like, the road is just it. so hard. I was like, it's not, to me, yeah. it was really hard, you know, and I didn't say I was right or wrong, but I was like, this is the decision I would make. I, I, I definitely listen. If you're listening to me, look, I'm like, I'm like water, man. You know, I'm going to go the path of least resistance. This is how I am. I like an easy life. You know, like that's kind of what I do, even though some people would say I make terrible decisions too, even if I say I want an easy life. But at the time I was encouraging to say, Hey, this, you could start over. We could start over. There's not enough. I, I was like, there's not enough IP in any of these products to be like, you know, I have to have it kind of deal. I was yeah. like, we could start over. And then I remember because, because I was like, so to give everyone a scope of timing. So this is all going down right early 2020. Stephanie is pregnant with twins. She has her babies late February, right? Late February, mm -hmm. early March. February, 2020. Yeah. February, February 2020. 2020. She's had, she has her children, healthy baby boys. They're doing great. I don't know the difference between the two of them. They're twins. They look the same to me. <laughs> I need help. So I need sweet. help. I'm looking for clues. I listen for clues. You know, I need help. I, I don't know the difference between those two. But then again, I don't know the difference between my kids too, and they're not twins. I was so, going to say, know, do you even know? Yeah, they're like 10 years apart, and you're like, I'm still a little uncertain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. But I had already – that was also the year I turned 40, and I had my – because I remember – I had my 40th birthday and I, I'd already planned a trip to go to Taiwan to go surfing. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie has a kid. Stephanie has her two children. She's now single mom to three children. Mm -hmm. I'm in Taiwan. I was like, listen, if there's a, if there's important things to do, I will do them. Cause I was going to be there for a pretty long period of time. And I, and that's when, I mean, really up next in commerce was born because yeah. I remember staying up late. Well, it was, it was middle of the night for me, day for you. But I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's see what we can do. And that was the yep. first time when we asked for, I think you were joking with me, like, well, how do you get a year-long contract? And I was just like, just ask for yeah. it. I was like, yep. just ask for that's it. That's what I did. Because we were <laughs> in like, quarterly contracts that were messing us up, and we weren't, we were working ahead of schedule. We weren't getting paid. Things were delayed. And then, yeah, you were like, just asking for that. I was like, all right. And I went and asked for a year-long contract for Up Next in Commerce podcast. And that was our first I would say big victory within the company of getting a longer sponsorship contract and more predictability. Mm -hmm. And like that started correcting. That the was company. the first time we could manage our cash flow. right at that mm -hmm. moment. I was like, mm -hmm. this is unbelievable. They said yes, that we could do this. And so mm -hmm. that was the lifeline to say like, okay, we have steady income coming in. We have this, you know, in like, if you, if everyone wants listening, think, think of the timeline. Cause I know this, I land on March 11th of 2020 on March 12th of 2020 schools, flights and stuff begin getting reduced and COVID's about to go down. The nation's about to go into shutdown. And that was actually the way we got out of that lease because mm -hmm. you're like, like, cause force, I can't even pronounce the word force majeure force majeure. I don't know, Whatever but it's in it every is. contract. Yeah. Yep. We got, we were able to get out of the lease. So we got out of that mm -hmm. lease. Plus we got a year long contract. Plus I think we were already on our way out of the warriors tickets at that time. But then that's a, that just yeah. sealed the deal. They're like, okay, well yeah. you can't charge me for yeah. tickets to something I'll never be able to use. Yeah. And we were on our way. We got rid of our crushing debt. We no longer had a, 
that was it. That was that was like 2020 the big was fucking point. wild. When we're like talking about this now, I'm like, how are we literally surviving right now? Like all the, it sounds like ten years what we just discussed, and I keep remembering like, oh wait, that was literally one year time period of complete chaos, the worst I've ever felt. The most it's less depression, than 10 the most like it was just nonstop though for in ten months going through this range of emotions and. I don't know. I don't and like reflecting on now, just like it's bringing like goosebumps back up thinking about that time frame and also having very fond memories thinking about you supporting me during all of that uh, and kind of keeping me <laughs> sane. Honestly, you honestly kept me sane when I'd be calling and like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I've got these kids and this and that and I do not want this company to die. And like, I feel like you were able to kind of also support me in a very logical way. <laughs> Still let me make my own bets, though, where you're like, I wouldn't probably do that, but like, okay, I'm still here to support that way, too. Like, even though I wouldn't do it that way, I'm still going to support you doing it that way if that's what you want to do. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, I'm a personal big believer in not – there's no such thing as one way. You know, like I I joked with some of our – employees for every move fast and break things there's like you know slow and steady wins the race there's very first mover advantage there's like clearly second mover advantage you know so there is no right way and i and i I used to advise stephanie in the same way which is like you have to pick the path that you're most comfortable doing meaning like you know your personality it fits that personality all the time because you know if you're a patient and slow calculating person like you're not going to feel good running fast and no different vice versa. Like you always feel bad. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting time for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would, I, I, you know, if you weren't, if we weren't somehow kind of both married into this, like we were not <laughs> actually married into the same family because you're not married into that family. I, I, <laughs> I am. You're. I just, I'm not. I'm like. <laughs> We're basically family. Like I'm always gonna say that, no matter what. I'm like, I imagine us with like an old timey picture where like you're holding a pitchfork and I'm like next to you, like hello. That's my picture. We're not actually. (laughs) But in a way, I'm going with that. Don't ruin my story. Yeah, I don't need to let facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah, well, I I was thinking like if 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 she was just a, a. just anybody i would have easily just walked away like this is just so hard i was like this is just ridiculous <laughs> yeah i actually but, do always think that i'm like i don't think albert would have actually supported many other people uh so no, i'm grateful that no you way. stuck with me well i also saw i mean the the kids and stuff played definitely a part i, I definitely have a soft spot for um children you know i don't ever want to see children suffer I'm like man this is really bad she's got two babies on the way like this is this is really bad <laughs> and so but uh No, I don't regret any of it. I mean, looking back on it, it is pretty crazy to think about, like you said, you know, bringing a company from really like I think I think it was at a point where I think most people would say it's not worth saving. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's where we were. Yeah, twenty twenty wild year. I will say though, when I look back on before we get into twenty twenty one and keep progressing forward, I will say I look back at that time. And obviously I was saying it was like the shittiest I've ever felt and the worst I've ever felt, but I actually think it was the most pivotal thing that happened to me to kind of like have a shakeup. And then this continued to happen throughout my life now, up until now, like these shakeups that come and happen like to rock my entire life are what needed to happen. It's like it put it on a whole different trajectory. It put mission on a whole different trajectory. It built a whole new team around mission eventually it got us asking questions and like asking for year long contracts and asking for our worth 
when we never were like we never had that forcing function until it got to that point where I was like you know what what do I have to lose like I literally have nothing to lose and I might as well just ask these things so I will say that even though that time period sucked I actually think that's what it's like defining moments in people's lives or in companies lives that will either make or break you but if you get past it you might actually build something even better and do and see things differently than you ever would have before Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt that, right? Like if you read, you know, we've obviously met and read stories about some of the best business operators, founders, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's just impossible to get to where you are without overcoming, I would Mm -hmm. call it significant adversity. Like, you know what I mean? Like all great leaders go through like really bad times, I think, because uh, that's mm-hmm. where you, you, that's where you learn the most about yourself. What can you do? What can you stomach? What can you handle? How would you approach problems? Because it's easy to hypothesize. A lot of people say, oh, I, I think I would do this. But until you're there, you don't know. Only now, like looking back on it, and now there's been so many more things like that that have happened in my life. I mean, shit, I got fucking two lawsuits dropped on me. And I, <laughs> at the time, I was like, this is the worst. And now I'm like, that needed to happen. That was good for good for my growth. But like, I think I'm just seeing patterns in my life that I'm like, when shitty stuff happens now to me, I'm not as quick to be a victim in it and be like, well, oh no, like this is the worst. I'm actually like, well, this has happened before. And in hindsight, it helped me in some way. It helped me make better decisions. It helped me be- get a better community. Like there are benefits to it. And so I, I'm just starting to see that more. And maybe that just means a lot of bad things keep happening to me. I'm not sure. I'm not uh-huh. sure how to think about that, but it's not happening to me. It is happening for me. And I'm going to always stay optimistic. That is that. that is like the <laughs> biggest <laughs> spiritual fooey we talk you already to you know I'm sure. spiritual. Yeah, I know. I am, but when I hear it, I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah, that's where this show is going to go, baby. It's going to be spiritual mixed with business, mixed with life lessons, mixed with like. Mixed with my yep, favorite word of advice it. to my kids. Just deal with it. <laughs> yep. And on the opposite. Don't talk to kids like that, guys. But anyways, so that was a very high level great recap of 2020. What happened in the next episode? We're going to go through 2021 and the chaos that ensued there. Um, So yeah, tune in tomorrow to be able to hear part two. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.